So, you know, screening for STOH can take place in any setting. Um, and 14 of the guide's examples feature or include screening in some way. And so uh, there are a lot of examples of, you know, ways to engage uh, patients in a community pharmacy with, with questionnaires and other engaging ways to draw out uh, issues they might be experiencing. Uh, there are also uh, remote care strategies such as incorporating uh, SDOH uh, questions into telepharmacy visits or even adding SDOH questions to comprehensive medication reviews or other um, medication management strategies. Welcome to the Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show, where quality measurement leads to better patient outcomes. This show will be your go-to source for all things related to quality improvement and medication use in healthcare. We will hit on trending health topics as they relate to performance measurements and find common ground for payers and practitioners. We will discuss how the Equip platform can help you with your performance goals, and we will also make sure to keep you up to date on pharmacy quality news. Please note that the topics discussed are based on the information available at the date and time of recording. Information or guidelines are updated periodically, and we will always recommend that our listeners research and review any guidelines that are newly published. Buckle up and put your thinking cap on. The Quality Corner Show starts now. Hello, Quality Corner Show listeners. Welcome to the PQS podcast, where we focus on medication use, quality improvement, and how we can utilize pharmacists to improve patient health outcomes. I'm your host, Nick Dorich, and on the episode today, we are talking about social determinants of health. This particular topic has already been covered in prior episodes, but wouldn't you know, the requests keep coming for our team to cover this topic in additional episodes. We've also seen and heard over the last couple of years that social determinants of health and factors of where we live, work, and play can be more impactful than the actions we take with our own health experience. With this episode, we can explore some of the tools and resources that pharmacists or other healthcare providers can use to better understand how different determinants of health may be impacting the health and lives of the patients that we are serving and how that may impact the decision-making process that a patient and their healthcare team choose. Our guest today is Richard Schmitz, and he's the Chief Engagement Officer at the Pharmacy Quality Alliance. Richard, welcome to the PQS Quality Corner Show, and how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Excellent. Now, Richard, before we begin, we need to know a little bit about you. So what is your career or background in healthcare, and then what do you do today? Uh, well, great. Um, well, I've worked in healthcare communications for about two decades, either uh, in-house or as a consultant for a variety of, of organizations and, and research, clinical care, uh, the insurance side. Um, and you know, here at uh, PQA, I am the chief engagement officer, as you mentioned. So I kind of bring together the teams that focus on uh, member engagement, education, uh, communications and meetings. And it's really all about getting our members to the table to work on improving medication use quality. Excellent. Well, thanks for the des description there, Richard. I really think of this as you're working in being the kind of the voice or projecting the voice of PQA, its members, its mission, which is a really great opportunity because we're going to get into this. PQA works in so many different ways around medication use, improving medication use, and improving medication use for really all patients and showcasing that value. So we're going to talk about this and specifically what PQA is doing in social determinants of health. 
We've got our introductions covered, so if you listen to the show, you know what comes next. Before we get to the questions, we're going to stop. We'll hear the breakdown. Now it's time for the breakdown. As Quality Corner show host, Nick will ask three main topic questions. Our guests will have a chance to respond, and there will be some discussion to summarize the key points. This process will repeat for the second and third questions, which will wrap up the primary content for this recording. After that, expect to end on a closing summary, usually containing a bonus question. Now that we have described the process, let's jump into the questions. Richard, we're now into our first question for today, and our first question always begins with the why. Why is this an important item to cover? What is the overall impact for social determinants of health, and why is now an important time for PQA to commit to this topic? The social determinants of health is a priority for PQA because in addition to traditional care, issues like medication cost, literacy, and transportation all impact a patient's ability to access medications and use them safely and effectively. We developed uh, and published this guide now because we could not find anywhere else a catalog of pharmacist and pharmacy-centered SDOH services. So the guide fills a gap in the resources available, and it's complementary to other projects like NCQA's SDOH Resource Guide. That guide features design and implementation strategies to address SDOH in commercially insured populations, but it does not feature the pharmacy setting or pharmacist-provided care. So we're hoping that our contribution covers what pharmacists can do to address SDOH. Before we get into other specifics, Richard, I do want to ask a follow-up here. And, and again, you're coming from PQA, which PQA does represent a multitude of agencies, organizations. It's a unique public-private partnership. And PQA is really this convener that brings all the groups together. So for PQA members, this includes pharmacies, this includes health plans, manufacturers, again, public institutions. Why and all the other partners that I could potentially list, but why are social determinants important to all of these organizations and not just the providers? I think two answers to that question are outcomes and equity. Everyone who plays a role in healthcare delivery is increasingly responsible for patient outcomes. And that is central to the shift towards value-based care. Addressing SUH helps close gaps in care and enables patients to have a better and more successful experience with care. It's also important for reducing long-standing disparities uh, in care uh, and, and overall health. So if, for example, you're trying to close an adherence gap with a population, trying to resolve primary medication non-adherence, or working with patients to receive subsequent prescriptions, STH barriers are often what stands between those patients and a good outcome. Excellent. Well, Richard, let's move on to our next question. And with PQA's guide on social determinants of health, the intent is that pharmacists in really any setting can use this information and guidance to improve the medication experience for patients. And we know pharmacists are the medication experts, and that's where much of the focus is. But pharmacists can also do other screenings and other services for patients. So it's not exclusively around medication use, but that may be the focus. How does PQA see this occurring, and where are there key opportunities that pharmacists can use as a focal point for the guide? 
Well, the guide is a source of ideas for SDOH services that can be implemented by pharmacists or in a pharmacy. And you can use the guide to engage your partners in care, whether that's clinicians that you have cooperative agreements with, health plans that you work with, or health systems, um, or in the community on ways to leverage the pharmacy as part of, of team-based care uh, to address SDOH. And so the guide features examples that cover a variety of settings. So there are examples for community pharmacy, uh, work in or in partnership with community clinics, primary care, uh, health systems, and there are even some health plan-driven programs that, that utilized pharmacists. Can you go through any particular scenarios or examples where the guide can be used? And given our audience, it might be something where, hey, how is this applicable for our partners that may be in a community practice setting? Uh, great question. So, you know, I think screening is an area that um, I'll focus on. So, you know, screening for SDOH can take place in any setting. Um, and 14 of the guide's examples feature or include screening in some way. And so uh, there are a lot of examples of, you know, ways to engage uh, patients in a community pharmacy with, with questionnaires and other engaging ways to draw out uh, issues they might be experiencing. Uh, there are also uh, remote care strategies, such as incorporating uh, SDOH uh, questions into telepharmacy visits, or even adding SDOH questions to comprehensive medication reviews or other um, medication management strategies. You know, it all kind of begins with screening, right? You have to know um, what a patient's issues are uh, before uh, you can address them and kind of alert others in the care system of what, you know, could be uh, impacting their health and outcomes. So uh, I would really kind of focus, you know, and, and, you know, people's like initial attention on the screening opportunities. Excellent. Well, thanks for that description, Richard. And we'll, I'll move this to our, our third question uh, for this episode. And the screening is the important aspect and how it's going to be used, how it's going to be used in the practice setting. The guide talks about and focuses on seven key barriers that patients may face. And this is where I really expect the key to come through for how that screening is done. So can you walk us through these key areas and how can specifically pharmacists in the community setting work with patients or other providers to address these barriers? Right, so um, seven barriers, we just talked about screening. And so uh, the other six that the guide covers are cost of medications, uh, cultural or literacy barriers, uh, decent, safe, and affordable housing, uh, food security, social isolation, and transportation. Among those, it's worth noting that our 2020 Leadership Summit, you know, where we focused on how to build out this guide, our members prioritized screening, cost of medications, and cultural or literacy barriers as the top three areas where they believe pharmacists can have uh, the greatest impact. So in terms of how pharmacists can address any of these, I think it begins with the accessibility of pharmacies in the community and the trust that pharmacists have with patients. I think those are the pharmacists' two greatest assets for addressing SDOH and are kind of what they bring to the table as a partner in team-based care. All right, Richard, one follow-up question here for, for you. And with the guide, right? This is not just something that was put together by by PQSF. This was this was put together with the input of other content experts uh, and PQA members, right? That have been involved with this. How do PQA partners continue to work with PQA, but then obviously with with other um, PQA members 
to address these barriers? How do you see, how does the PQA leadership seeing this really being implemented and furthered so we can ultimately achieve what we're all here for, improving patient care? Well, you, you mentioned earlier, you know, PQA's unique status as a multi-stakeholder alliance. And I think what makes us unique is that we bring health plans, pharmacies, technology vendors, life sciences companies, and others together to address medication use quality. And as with our other work, partnerships in S2H are key. And that's clear among the examples in our guide and what we have seen in the field. Effective SDH services are examples of coordinated care. And so pharmacists and pharmacies need that connectivity and two-way uh, information sharing with patients, other clinicians, uh, and their insurers to have the greatest impact. And beyond the care team, uh, partnerships in the community are important. Those local resources that are uh, the solution to many of the SUH barriers that uh, patients face. So, you know, partnerships are key. And then in terms of ways that we're working with our members to kind of further advance uh, opportunities in this area, uh, we have ongoing a research project that is funded by the Patient-Centered Outcomes Research Institute. Uh, and we're doing that in partnership with the National Patient Advocate Foundation. And what that is doing is bringing pharmacists together with patients to uh, develop an S2H research agenda um, to identify what are the areas where uh, patients want to be engaged uh, in the community pharmacy and with pharmacists uh, and how to address a variety of SUH uh, barriers. So a report from that project will be coming out uh, later this summer. It, in effect, will be a draft working research agenda. Um, and we're looking forward to kind of partnering with our members and others uh, to implement that. Excellent. Well, Richard, I'll say I'm very much looking forward to that as well. We We always talk about how we get the pharmacist further engaged and involved with the healthcare team and with patient care. And I would note or point out that it's all based on patient care. Well, Richard, I want to really thank you for your time here today and going through our questions and our conversation about social determinants of health and PQA's guide on this topic. Before we get into our closing, I do just want to hit a couple summary points and make sure that we're leaving all of our listeners with just some of the key details. So really, as, as it goes, the goal for PQA and with the use of this guide for social determinants of health. The goal is to provide healthcare professionals with a set of ideas and examples that they can implement in different settings in partnership with pharmacists, pharmacies, and others. It includes uh, examples on local, state, and regional, and national levels. Uh, this is a priority for PQA as it relates to traditional care, but also addressing medication costs, literacy, transportation, all the things that can impact a patient's ability to access medications and use them safely and effectively. And pharmacies are really this hub of the healthcare center in the community. Patients trust their pharmacist, and they are absolutely an essential asset for the healthcare ecosystem to address social determinants of health. So we really look forward to having pharmacists being utilized further in this capacity. And as you talked about at the end, there's still additional steps to be taken from the patient pharmacist standpoint to further that trust and further that access to a pharmacist, whether it be for access to medication, access to appropriate medications, but also to other health and wellness services that pharmacies increasingly are able to provide. Now that we've got our summary covered and the details there of that of this part for the episode, we always do end with some additional questions for our guest. And Richard, this is a three-part question, if you will, um, about quality improvement and what you are doing. So 
Uh, I'm going to run down the three questions and then you'll get a chance to respond. But one, how do you track your personal or professional goals? Two, can you share a goal you're currently working on? And three, is there a goal you haven't yet started, but that you would like to start this year? Okay. Um, so how do I track goals? Uh, well, I'll focus on professional goals. So, um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, as PQA's chief engagement officer, you know, one of my main jobs is to ensure that our members effectively get to the table to participate in our measure development, research, education, and other work. So I try to be quantitatively metric driven around that, um, ensuring that we have uh, the right numbers, the combinations and the balance of our members participating uh, in all of our work. Um, and so, you know, if we have, you know, 50 people um, in a particular workshop or event, what's the makeup of that set look like? Is it representative of our membership? And so that, you know, the, the numbers against that is really how we track whether or not we're, we're doing this the right way um, as a consensus-based multi-stakeholder alliance. Uh, one goal that I'm currently working on, you know, this kind of tracks to the communications um, and advocacy side of our work. Um, you know, one goal that I have for this year is equipping more of our staff to present externally at national meetings beyond the well-known pharmacy meetings to other sectors of healthcare to broaden uh, people's understanding of the importance of medication use and its value for overall healthcare and patient uh, outcomes. So we have uh, a small but growing staff, and it's very easy to kind of kind of get your head down and focused on you, your um, you know project of of the moment. Um, but I really want to you know help our staff um, kind of be better external advocates for uh, the importance of of medication use. And then a goal that I I haven't started yet, but would like to start next year, and, and that's a personal goal, and it would be exercise. I am absolutely terrible about uh, getting regular exercise. So um, I have a goal to find a way to to incrementally increase the volume of exercise I get. Excellent. Well, thank you, Richard. I'll note here before we, we go on, love the idea on more external and non-pharmacy specific meetings, presentations. Pharmacists were very good talking with ourselves or amongst ourselves, but to that external audience, still a bit of a work and understanding, promoting that value that is seen to other providers. And then uh, I would just note for your third goal, incremental improvement, always key, never good to jump into the deep end. So best wishes on your personal goal setting. I'll, I'll say that I also share that goal um, as someone who is normally physically active, but it's easy to slip out of that routine. So best wishes, you and I may have to share some thoughts on how we both address that going forward. Uh, now, Richard, before we do close, want to just hear from you. Um, one, and my apologies for not asking this earlier, but one, where do folks find PQA's guide on the social determinants of health? And then two, if they have questions for you or about the guide, where where can they contact you? Uh, well, that's uh, great questions. Thank you for the opportunity to share that information. Uh, well, one, if if anyone has you know questions about the guide or our work, you can simply email us at info at pqaalliance.org. Um, and you know, we take all uh, questions through that platform. And then uh, the guide is available on our website. Um, if you go to pqaalliance.org, there is a rotating banner that you can click through. And also um, you can get there directly at pqaalliance.org, S-T-O-H-Resource-Guide. Uh,
one thing about the 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 guide so you know you can you can download it now um but we're also continuing to seek additional um, examples for it um, we know we've just scratched the surface with what's out there um, we're hoping to launch a second edition next year and and we hope that we can feature even more examples of, of the good work that's going on richard that sounds excellent and as you were talking the PQA website, where to find you, where to find others that are there. I thought thought of something else that I want to make sure I ask you about because I know it's important to PQA, know it's important to PQA engagement and membership. Uh, at the time of this recording, I think you and the PQA staff are perhaps still in recovering uh, mode from PQA's annual meeting, which was just held in Baltimore, Maryland. But what's the next event on PQA's schedule or calendar, and where are there ways that folks can be physically uh, involved or engaging with PQA meetings in the future? A great question. Um, you know, if you visit our website, there is an events tab that will give you kind of all of the upcoming webinars. Um, in terms of in-person events, our next major in-person event is our leadership summit. That's in November, uh, I believe 10th and the 11th um, in Arlington, Virginia. And then uh, you're right, we just wrapped up our 2022 annual meeting and uh, we've announced the dates and location of the 2023 meeting. Um, and so that will actually be in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, May 10th through the 12th uh, next year. So we're excited to kind of take PQA on the road, if you will, outside of the Baltimore, Washington area. Excellent. Well, I hope folks check out the PQA website, check out the events page, check out the guide for social determinants of health that we described today. A great number of resources uh, for folks in the pharmacy space to use, but also become engaged with PQA. It is a unique public-private partnership um, with many benefits and many opportunities to engage and see what others are doing to ultimately improve patient health outcomes. Now, Richard, with that, I we've wrapped up the content for today's episode. So I thank you for engaging with us. I thank you for your involvement, your preparation with the episode, and uh, kudos for you and the team at PQA for all the hard work um, that went into the guide, um, its advancement, uh, its distribution, and as that ties to, I know there were a lot of sessions at the PQA annual meeting. They were also tied to social determinants of health. So kudos for continuing to promote uh, the work around that. Now, for our audience, we do thank you for joining us today, and we hope you listen to our next episode of the Quality Corner Show. We'll be back next week with a new episode. And until then, we have one final message from the PQS team. The Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show has a request for you. Our goal is to spread the word about how quality measurement can help improve health outcomes, and we need your help in sharing this podcast to friends and colleagues in the healthcare industry. We also want you to provide feedback, ask us questions, and suggest health topics you'd like to see covered. If you are a health expert and you want to contribute to the show or even talk on the show, please contact us. You can email info at pharmacyquality.com. Let us know what is on your mind, what we can address, so that you are fully informed. We want you to be able to provide the best care for your patients and members, and we wish all of you listeners out there well.